Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to listen in wherever you're at and hear the Word of God and the truth preached. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and this week we're airing a message entitled, Have You Forgiven Yourself? If you would like to hear this message again or any other messages from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. If we confess our sins. Paul said in Romans 7, O wretched man that I am. Peter went out and wept bitterly when he sinned against the Lord. David in Psalm 51 said, Have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. God's people can be real humbugs about this stuff. We'll sing songs about being washed in the blood. We'll make statements like, you know, God saved me from all of my wretchedness and sin. And, and I know that, that, that by nature I'm a wretched, no good for nothing sinner and all this stuff. But offhand, I can't think of one single thing I've done wrong in the last year. And you say, how do you know people are thinking that? Because when, you, when they get pinned down on something, it's like, who, me? You got to be kidding. Folks, I'm here to tell you sometimes that preaching to lost people and trying to get them saved and their reaction against the idea that you'd even imply that I need to be saved isn't a whole lot worse and sometimes it's even better than preaching to some old mossy back Baptist deacon that thinks he's earned special status with God. And he is a caretaker of New Jerusalem, and what would God do without him? In fact, he is certain that at his death, if he misses the rapture, that's the end of the church age. What am I trying to say? We can get self-righteous, folks. Just as we see that the need for a lost man in order to be saved and receive the blessings of God is to come to terms with what's obvious in his life, and God has stated very clearly that he is a sinner in need of repentance, it is no different for us as believers. If we're not careful, we'll fall into the same trap, and we will not confess our sins to God because we will think there's really nothing to confess. And you know how we normally come to this? We compare ourselves with each other. And in comparing, we don't, we don't compare ourselves with somebody that's doing better. We always compare ourselves with somebody that's doing worse. And we say, well, at least I'm not like that guy. And what's old so What a hypocrite. He's the preacher. So we feel good about ourselves. And there's nothing to confess. In this, we see the necessity, if we confess our sins, God wants us to prosper, folks. Proverbs 28, verse 13 says, He that covereth his sins shall not what? Prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have what? Mercy. God has got to clear the weeds before he can plant that garden. I think of the foot washing in John chapter 13. Where, where, where Peter says, Lord, you, you're not going to wash my feet. No way. 
You can't. I'm not going to let you do it. It was the, it was the lowest of tasks that, that a Jewish indentured servant slave in a household could not be invoked to do. He could not be made to do it. It had to be a Gentile slave. And Jesus is going to wash my feet. And you remember what Jesus said about that. And he went on to explain some things, and he said, he that is washed is clean every whit, save his what? Feet. Feet. Folks, you are washed. You are clean every whit. Just one little problem. Day by day, there's something that comes in contact with this what? World. It's a picture. It's an illustration for us. It wasn't an ordinance. He didn't say, do this in remembrance of me until I return, like he said with the Lord's Supper. But he was showing us something here. Not only was he showing us how to be a servant, but he was also explaining that we come in contact with this old world, and there is that contamination, and there is that need for foot washing. 1 John 1, 9 is that foot washing. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Look at it. We see the necessity if we confess our sins. Now look at the blessing. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from, what's that next word? All unrighteousness. My, 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 what a great promise. All unrighteousness. Now we're right in that place of spiritual warfare. We're right in that place of battle. We're right in the place of the conscience, the thought life. The devil's going to throw fiery darts at us. We see the necessity. We confess the sin, and the devil gets in there and says, nothing doing. Nothing doing. I don't know if he's ever tried this one on you, but he's used this one on me. Oh, you know how many times you've confessed that one? I guarantee you, you've tripped the wire. You've gone beyond the limit. God's not forgiving you of that one again. Ever heard that one? Or how about this one? Oh, you're forgiven? You confess your sin, you're forgiven? Well, how come you don't, how come you don't feel the way you should? By the way, how is it we're supposed to feel when we're forgiven? Huh? 20 years younger? Would it put hair on the back of my head again? One of my grandsons saw the back of my head for the first time when he was about five. I don't know why it took so long. But I was sitting on the landing of the stairs. He was coming down, and he just got this, he stopped. He got this shocked look on his face. He looked up at his mother, and he said, Mommy, Papa's got a hole in his head. <laughs> he was serious. Now we got a saying around our house, Papa has a hole in his head. How am I supposed to feel when I feel forgiven? 20 years younger? How am I supposed to feel? Is that really part of the formula here in verse 9? Did God say how I would feel? Or did he just say that he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins? And he, God, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, maybe it's a promise. And that promise has nothing to do with how I feel. Or even necessarily how good a job I did confessing. 
Have you ever fallen into that trap? Well, I didn't do it right. Because I, I heard when Brother So-and-so did, he went forward and he blubbered all over the altar. There were at least seven ounces of tears. I only left three. I wonder if I really got forgiven. That's, hey, praise the Lord for Brother So-and-so who left seven ounces of tears on the step. That has nothing to do with the promise. It's a promise of God. Amen. And it really comes down to this, folks. We either believe it or we don't. Or how about this one? <clears throat> okay. I don't know if the devil's ever tried this one on you. Okay. Yeah, that's what the verse says. And yeah, you're probably forgiven. But for your penance, I remember as a Roman Catholic, I remember many times sitting in that confessional booth. They were always off to the side, near, the, near the, what they called the altar, the front platform. And so we go to 1 John 1, 9, and we say, okay, I'm going to confess my sins to the Lord. He is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And the devil say, that's fine, but now you've got to do penance. Now, we don't think we're listening to the devil because he's deceiving us and he's getting in on our conscience and so for my penance, I'm a Baptist. So I'm not going to say, Hail Mary's, Our Fathers, or Act of Contritions. But for my penance, I might, I might have to pass out 10 tracts today. Anybody ever passed out tracts for penance? Now, is there anything wrong with passing out 10 tracts because you want to see somebody get saved? Not, not at all. But there is something wrong with saying, I'm going to do it to finish atoning for a sin that God's already forgiven me of. Do you see the subtle difference? If, if in fact it is subtle. Oswald Chambers in Streams in the Desert said, tarry at the promise. God always returns by way of his promises. In this portion of scripture here this morning, we are in the arena of faith. Satan's greatest attacks will come in denying his promises, making us doubt his word and his goodness. That's exactly how he went after Eve. To substitute fairness for justice. Fairness for justice. How many believers have gotten out of the race because they looked at something that happened in their life or somebody they loved and they said, it's not fair. Because fair is different than justice. Fair looks at the here and now. Fair looks at the injustice of it only in terms of time in this life. God's justice goes beyond this life. Some believer may be looking like they're not getting a fair shake in this life, but it still might be justice because the payback may come much later. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Have You Forgiven Yourself? by Pastor Rick Michael. As we heard in today's message, the conscious is a place of spiritual warfare where the devil shoots fiery darts at us. The devil is a great imitator of God and offers the pleasures of sin for a season, but God offers his perfect gift of salvation and eternal peace and joy. If you're listening here today and you are not saved or unsure of your salvation, then I encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church at 208-888-4545. That's 208-888-4545. 
As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other message from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org or find us on YouTube and Facebook. We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come and join us for our weekly services. They begin with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by a morning service at 10.45, a Sunday evening service at 5.45 p.m., and our midweek service on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Our services have nurses available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college-age groups. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you today.